listening to Answer the Call with Brandon and Kristen. Get ready to transform. Because life is too short to put your dreams on hold. Hello, you are listening to Answer the Call with Brandon and Kristen. I am Brandon Millett, and today we've got a special edition of Answer the Call. We're going to be talking about a very important topic. We're going to be talking about stress. We've got a fast five list of tips for beating stress. So why are we talking about stress? Well, the World Health Organization recently listed stress as the number one public health epidemic of the 21st century. Okay, so this is a serious issue. The American Medical Association recently blamed stress for 60% of all human diseases. So this is something that affects us mentally, it affects us physically, and we are going to run now through a list of five tips to beat stress, and Kristen Heemster is gonna start us off. Kristen, what do you got? All right, Brandon. So in my opinion and in my life experience, the number one thing that helps me to avoid stress or to reduce stress is to take control of my thoughts because it's usually, and I'm talking about mental stress here, it's usually because of some narrative I have going, some record I'm playing in my mind. And if I can take control and say, you know what, that's not the narrative I want to create. This is what I want to create. And I can get really happy about it. I can actually reduce my stress very quickly because I can see where I'm going and there's a positive association with it. So it's like, you know, a train, you're only going in one direction. You, you almost put blinders on and you look at it and you're like, Hey, this is where I'm going. This is good. And you let everything else go. That's a beautiful one. I love that. And you know, this really comes, I think this comes down to awareness. So often we are reacting to the environment. So something Mm -hmm. will emerge in our world. We'll call that a fact. And then we'll unconsciously, we'll be called to act and behave in a certain way. We'll feel a certain way. So I think to the extent that we can be aware of our thought process, I think it really helps. Awareness has its own power, I think. So Mm -hmm. when something emerges into your worldview, take a careful look at your interpretation of it. How are you interpreting those events? And what would be the most adaptive way that you could possibly uh, interpret those events to come out to the the type of result that you want to see? So that's, that's I love the way that you said that. I, I think that's very good. Um, what is the most adaptive way that you can look at it that serves you, right? Absolutely. And one of the yeah. other things that I do, um, I call this reverse spin. And basically is when something happens, think about the end result that you want and work it backwards to the thought that you would need to have in order to get that result. You know Ooh. what I mean? So kind yeah, of, that's brilliant. this is what I want. And then you go back to the emotions and then back to the thought that you need to have. So that's something that I have a little trick that I use anyways that feeds right into your uh, your tip. I love that. That's beautiful. Mine All right, is, what do you have? Let's hear uh, yours. Yeah, so I've got one. Uh, take a nature pill. So researchers at the University of Michigan, they recently had a study, right, where they concluded that they were, they were really trying to determine the relationship between nature and stress hormone levels. So here's the bottom line. Spending just 20 minutes per day In a place where you feel connected to nature, it's going to drastically lower your stress levels, the stress hormone cortisol. Uh, And and, and the thing is, is you don't have to go hire a Sherpa or a mountaineer Mm -hmm. and climb 10,000 meters. I mean, they had a really loose definition for what nature means. And it's basically anywhere that makes you feel connected to your natural surroundings. So, you know, a brief stroll through the park is going to do the trick. But I found that amazing, just 20 minutes a day and your cortisol will go down and you'll feel less stressed. Oh, I believe it. And I, it is one of the things that I have as a priority in my life. I think my dad, when I was growing up, he ran summer camps. 
And so I was outside all the time. And it's something I've had to integrate into my adult life. So I do trail running or I am three or four days a week. I walk my dog out into wilderness. I mean, it's a park, right? It's not complete right. wilderness. Sure. There are <laughs> but, trees. <laughs> right. There are trees and there are birds. and But there's also a sense of gratitude. I find that, you know, when you see a butterfly or you see a bird or something, you just you realize how amazing nature is and the smells. I wouldn't be surprised if the smell alone can drop people's cortisol from being in nature. It's really funny. I, I really experience that. I do. When I, the, the smells of the environment really do bring me bring me to a much more peaceful place. And really, you know, there are lots of people that live in, in urban environments and they may be thinking, well, how am I going to get out to, there's always a park somewhere nearby. I mean, even in the middle of Manhattan, I, I used to live in New York, you can walk through Central Park and feel like you're connected to yeah. nature. So um, absolutely. Yeah, that's a strong one. And I got to do a little bit of a better job of that myself, but it's one that I've got on my list. Excellent. Okay. So well, what's your next one? So the next one, if uh, listeners have heard our coaching session, this will be familiar to you, but it's to scale. So if you think of, you know, a scale from one to 10 with 10 being like so awesome and one being the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone, where are you on this scale? And I think that's a super important thing. And I'll give you a personal example um, from my life. I have two children. My first pregnancy did not go well. And in the first pregnancy, I ended up spending a a very significant amount of time in the hospital. And I would have to sit there and lay in the bed and you really can get kind of dark, dark ideas. I'll say that. But when I would scale it and I'd say, okay, worst case, best case, I always came out at least above a five or a six because I was in Fairfax County hospitals, which were some of the best in the world. I had, you know, amazing health care. There was just a lot to really focus on. And so, and then I had other people who would have wanted to be in my situation who weren't able to get pregnant. So my scale ended up serving me very well. I was able to feel real positive about things, whereas other people kind of stayed in that fear. And so in your own situation, looking around and saying, really, how bad is this? Uh, I think that can really help reduce the feeling of stress in people. I love that. And you know, not only do you get a more accurate understanding of your situation when you do scaling, but it gives you a great measuring stick for whether or not you're improving. That's why I love to work with clients and use scaling. Where are you now? And then Mm -hmm. after some sort of an intervention or some sort of technique, you know, where do they go? And I think it's a really great way to A, get an accurate assessment, then be able to see how you're improving. I love it. I love that one. Yeah, it works really well. So let's hear your next one. Okay. So my next one is learn to unfollow. And here's what I mean by that. A recent American Stress Institute survey concluded that media overload is the number six stressor on the planet. So my advice to people is really to cut down on your cable news and cut down on your local news. I mean, you don't need a TV weatherman to give you the wrong weather report. You can get that all by yourself. (laughs) So just try to cut back on that stuff because it's really focused on the negative. You know, there's that saying, if it bleeds, it leads. And the, the news media really focuses on the negative and that has an impact on you anytime that you're around negative energy. And I also believe that it's important to scrub your social media. And here's what I I mean by that. Uh, Learn how to click unfollow. I I get the importance of staying connected to people with whom we disagree. It's very important. But this doesn't obligate anybody to subject themselves to social media abuse. 
So if some of my Facebook friends spoke to me in person the way they shout at me through memes and social media, I don't think I'd really want to hang out with them in person. So why do I have to do it online? So, I mean, I think it's a good idea to, to expose yourself to many diverse uh, opinions, but just make sure you're demanding a little bit of uh, a little bit of R-E-S-P-E-C-T and you, you know, your blood pressure is going to go down as a result. So how does that land with you? Well, I think that's brilliant. And I will say, uh, first of all, I worked in television news for a while. And to your point, if it bleeds, it leads. You know, you're looking for stories that are conflict driven. You're looking for sensational things. You're not looking for feel good stories. You're not looking about how everything's going well. Like those just aren't, no one's going to watch those according to the news media. So they're intentionally spinning constantly this stress, <laughs> totally stress yeah. narrative. And I hear it in my own house. I have in-laws that listen to one of the news channels all day long. And yes. it is just, I mean, I wake up in the morning and I sprint out the door just to avoid it because I know it's just, you know, and, and it doesn't matter, frankly. I mean, yes, news has gotten a little bit more politically polarized, but it doesn't matter which side the news is on. So I completely agree. And to your point, um, those people on social media will speak to others in a platform, on a web platform, the way they would never speak to anyone in person. Absolutely. It really is. It's yeah. amazing what people will say. And when you get to local news too, I remember seeing a study from a few years ago that they uh, showed news reports to people in a senior citizen community and they believe that the crime rate was 10 times what the actual crime rate was at the time. So these things do have an impact on us and our attitudes. And I think you know, we'll all just be a little bit happier if we could uh, make social media a more respectful place, for sure. All right, so let's get to it. We're at number five now, so let's, uh, let's hear it. Okay, so the last one, you're going to have to work with me on this, but it's to celebrate the stress. And let me tell you a little bit about why I came up with this one. So if you go to the gym and you are working out, your goal is to stress your muscles. Um, and the reason you're trying to do that is to grow stronger, to be more fit, to have more muscle mass. Life has a way of doing that for us psychologically, emotionally, just bringing out, evoking from us our own strength. And so as we look at stress and we think, oh my gosh, can I handle this? I'm overwhelmed or overloaded. Think of it as an exercise. Think of it as you are you are being tested or you are testing. And as that happens, you're also expanding. You're also getting stronger. So that it's called reframing. And I think a reframe around the stress allows us to kind of look at ourselves and say, hey, 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 look at this. I'm I'm getting stronger as I'm going through this process. Your thoughts? I love it. And what you're really talking about here is emotional fitness. And, that, and that's, mm -hmm. that can only come through experiencing challenges. And really, it comes down to recognizing the difference between good stress and bad stress. You were just talking about exercise stress. That's good stress. And yep. I think that when you get into places where there's bad stress, abusive situations, for example, right. a lot of times it has to do with staying in that state for too long and having it overwhelm you. We talk about the two kinds of energy, anabolic being more positive, catabolic being the negative energy. Catabolic can actually serve a purpose, but if you stay in it too long, that's when you start to uh, experience the negative impact of it. 
For sure. And with catabolic too, you have two reactions. There's one is apathy and the other is kind of anger. And and you can go up the scale. Apathy is obviously the least useful one because you don't move when you're in an apathetic state. Now it can serve you, but even moving up the scale gradually, it can help you too. And moving into a state of anger and then moving into a state of acceptance. You don't want to stay in it, you know, apathetic or angry too long but yeah that's a really good way of looking at it i mean anger does it does sometimes get you out of that apathetic state and gets you moving and yeah and and apathy can work for example if you're grieving you need to cocoon for a while it's important for you to do that but then you can use other emotions to try to pull yourself out of out of that zone but it's when you get stuck that's when it becomes bad stress Um, Mm -hmm. but i love the perspective you give of looking at it through the lens of personal growth, seeing it as a gift. I know it's not always easy to see it when it's happening to you. Oh, you not can, at <laughs> all. Right. <laughs> but we were saying earlier, though, that awareness has its own power. So if you can just be aware of it in that moment that, yes, I know I'm reacting emotionally in this way, but I know this is going to serve me in the long run. It does help just that little bit, right? So that's fantastic. So there you have it, our fast five ways to beat stress. So we want you to try these out and we want to hear from you which ones you are using, which ones you like, which ones you don't, and how you've been able to apply them. And then you can give us feedback on our website, which is answerthecallpodcast.com. 